Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. Holy Shenanigans. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a creative, a feminist, and a pastor. The last weekend of November marked the beginning of Advent, setting time for all of us to expectantly wait for the blessings of the Christmas season. Each week has a theme and a focus, hope, peace, joy, and love. This week is Advent 2, and we are reflecting on peace. Peace on earth. These are common words seen on cards and heard on television commercials amidst the mass of commerce-driven advertisements of this season. It might be possible for us to grasp peace as a reality for this Advent if we are intentional in setting a calmer pace in our celebrations and traditions we take part in. One of the ways that people participate in this hectic pace for the holiday season revolves around November 28th, the day after Thanksgiving that has just passed. This day is traditionally one of the busiest shopping days of the year, and it has earned it the title of Black Friday due to the stress-filled accounts of early morning sales, overcrowded stores, and hectic-paced shopping atmosphere. Do you know there's an alternative activity to the consumer-driven chaos of Black Friday? There's a campaign called Make Something Week which was set up to encourage people to reduce what they consume and engage in the art of creativity. Make Something is an international series of fun, hands-on events that celebrate creativity and use positive message to challenge consumerism and its impact on the climate. This invitation to Make Something Week provides an option to the traditional shopping day at the mall. Make Something Week opens the door to space to spend time with family and friends, creating something new, making something, perhaps as a gift or perhaps just because you love it. This movement to make something invites us to take a moment to look around at what we might have in our homes and see if we have anything that could be repurposed or upcycled into something new. 
This challenge to make something does reduce waste, but it also gives us opportunities to make gifts and memories with and for the people we are closest to and make a thoughtful and intentional choice to make space for peace this holiday season. The Bible reading for Advent 2 comes from Luke 3, and it invites the reader to engage in the action of clearing a path for peace, specifically the Prince of Peace, Jesus. In this reading, the verbs of this text can't be ignored. There is a voice crying out, prepare the way, fill every valley, make mountains low, crooked roads, make them straight, rough roads, make them smooth. What on earth are all these verbs excited about? The voice in this text is excited to make the path smooth so that all peoples would be able to see Jesus and for Jesus to be able to see all the people. If we think about the actions of this Prince of Peace, Jesus, we see many examples of actions and verbs of peace. Some Prince of Peace verbs are actions of mercy, healing the sick, standing up to bullies, teaching with stories, coming to dwell among the people. Jesus, Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us, using all the verbs in the path of peace. Jesus wanted and needed to meet the people where they were, to see all the needs of their lives, and to care for them as whole people. If these are just few of the verbs of Jesus, and this lesson about verbs is to clear the way for the Prince of Peace, might there be some action or verbs needed to cultivate peace on earth? Could the act of making something be the key necessary to open the door to make a path to peace? Maybe even peace on earth? Perhaps we should start small and think about making something for peace in our corner of the world first. Which brings me to a holy shenanigans story about verbing for peace and creativity by way of a curious art class at a nursing home. Several years ago, a friend who was a program and activity director at a nursing home called me up and invited me to dream about a make something series of classes for the residents. I had taught art in after school programs, youth groups, and on retreats, but I had never taught a class in the setting of a nursing home. I was curious about how the seniors would engage with the practice, and because I can't leave curious possibility behind, I said yes to the opportunity. The program director was thrilled with the potential of the class to engage people with their creativity, to give space to practice independent choice and action, to be with others in a community, to make something beautiful. Upon posting the class we dubbed Artful Prayer, the program director got some immediate response from a few folks who were not so excited about the class that they thought was a stupid idea. But the program director stayed the course. They ordered the supplies and they invited people to come to the Artful Prayer class. In turn, I did my own preparation. I chose Bible texts that went along with the season at hand. I made each student some handouts with sample art and ideas to get their creative juices flowing and waited for the day of class to start, hoping that it would not be stupid, but that it would be something 
sacred. With much curiosity and anticipation, the day finally arrived. I arrived at the nursing home, rolled in my art cart full of supplies, and set up in a large chapel turned into a classroom with long tables waiting for the students to arrive. Slowly and perhaps motivated by curiosity, just like me, a few students arrived and stayed to try out this stupid idea of an art class in a nursing home. To make it easier for the residents to hear me, I was given a headset microphone. I opened the class with a prayer. I read the scripture of the day. I showed them the sample page and I invited them to use the watercolor paper and paints to make something, something for themselves, something they chose to make. The students made art that day, and I waited to see what would happen the next week. The next week, the students that came to the first class because they were curious, came back each week and brought more friends with them. Each week, the class grew so that more long tables were needed to be added. The students created beautiful art. They would tell me all about their work when I asked about it. They showed themselves in their work, who they were, who and what they loved, the things they missed or grieved. The art class became a space for them to try to make something and to discover that they could make something beautiful. Thanks to the openness and tenacity of the program director to extend an invitation to make something to her residents, the class that was once thought of as stupid became a place and a program that was indeed sacred. Thomas Merton is quoted to say, art enables us to find ourselves and lose ourselves at the same time. In this class, I found this statement to be very true. An invitation to make something cleared a path for needed creativity and curiosity that actually led many people in that class, including me, into an experience of unexpected peace. Making a way for peace requires somebody to shout for a clear path. Sometimes those shouts come from the prophets of scripture other times, they come from an invitation of a program director at a nursing home, taking action, taking a risk, and verbing for the cause of peace. It's important to remember in this second week of Advent, focused on peace, that peace is a verb. This week's question of the week comes to you in the form of an assignment from your friendly, artful prayer teacher. Hello, class. Welcome to week two of Advent, where make something is your assignment. You may think that this project is stupid or doubt that you can make something, but I invite you to be a little bit curious to give it a try. I always say at the beginning of every art class, everyone is an artist in their own way. I invite you to set a bit of time aside this week to make something, not because you have to, but because it is an action or verb that invites you onto the path of peace. So what something will you make this week? This is your assignment. Engage your curiosity. Be brave. Reject the voice of the inner critic that says, I can't do it, or this assignment is stupid. Take out your things, 
those supplies of joy and creativity and play and make a something. The practice of making something might surprise you, just like that program director at the nursing home, the nursing home residents, and I discovered the verb of making something unearths gifts we didn't know we had and helps us discover a path to peace. In this second week of Advent, I invite you to find some space for some peace, for making something. Instead of saying yes to the ever-increasing pace of the holiday season, I invite you to set your own pace. Consider the words of this poem, Set Your Pace, to be that needed permission slip from me, your artful prayer, holy shenanigans muse. You are invited to set your pace. Setting a pace is not the same as running full tilt, desperately trying to win a race. Setting a pace allows for breathing, for seeing, and the energy for kicking it when the finish is almost reaching. Work in movement and take time to stretch, to sing, and even to rhyme. We need so badly to check out and play with dreams, with paint, and even some clay. In setting a pace, I will strive to succeed, avoiding frenzy, refusing panic, and refusing expectations of always having somewhere to be. I need to create, express, and take time to breathe. This makes a better person than the one who hurries to try to force me to be. Setting and staying with a pace opens our eyes and unplugs our ears. This is a path to wisdom, and it stays off frustrated tears. Set your pace. Allow some space. Set the place. Write it down. Make the time. Set your pace. I'm your Holy Shenanigans Muse, Tara Lamont Eastman. Thank you for joining us this week for Holy Shenanigans that surprise, encourage, redirect, and turn life upside down, all in the name of love. This is an unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. If you have a Holy Shenanigans story that you'd like to share, send your idea to holyshenaniganspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time. Don't forget you have an assignment to make something. It will be beautiful.